Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to me standing on my soapbox tonight. Just to prepare the audience, this man texted me and said, I have to get a lot off my chest. I'm hot. He's not trying to brag about himself. I'm, I am heated. And the whole world is going to know about it. Um, this is episode 22. Yes, it is. Uh, we've made it this far and haven't gotten canceled. Well, or this this week might be the one. Uh, because we're going to share a lot. We're going to share a lot of clips from this one. I'm a be I'm a be cussing. I know. I'm a be I'm a be cussing a lot. Okay, so the editing's going to be fun. Nope. Post it raw. <laughs> Post it raw. Raw dog this episode. Just let it go. Uh, that being said, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hop on in, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my step ladder and climb up onto my soapbox. But uh, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of GQ, a wrestling podcast. This this is the the point in the podcast where we uh, do the listener discretion is advised. At the front side of this, uh, on the front side of this podcast. So the reason why we have to say that legit is that this is a NSFW episode, not suitable for work, not suitable for kids. If you have kids, this is an episode that there are things. You don't want your children to be listening to this episode. It's going to get very, very heated and I'm going to swear a lot. Uh I, obviously, we usually talk about how our weeks were. It's great. Think, My week was amazing. Was it? Yeah, kind of. Good. Yeah. You, uh, you had Andy, a wedding? Yeah, Andy's brother got married last weekend. Uh, had a really good time. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and actually, this weekend, we, after I, leave, I get off work tomorrow, go home, get back in the car, and we're going to Clear Lake for my cousin's wedding. Man, that's just wedding season for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right? Sure. No? Maybe. I don't, you know? I don't know. <laughs> it was a it was a good week for me. You know, I had kids. It was a fun time. I, I died a little this You're going to play week. in like two, two tournaments. disc golf tournaments this weekend. I'm pretty sure my shoulder's going to fall apart. I, I'm so ready Sunday, for it. Sunday. Is it Sunday? Sunday's Titan. Sunday's the doubles. Sunday's is triple. Sunday's the trip. Sunday's the triple, but it's a double round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have fun with that. I really wanted to play that tournament, but there is no way my arm is going to fall off. <laughs> it's going to be fine, dude. I'm. You're, you're, I, you're gonna be I, I. This is the weekend where literally oh, I think, um, it's it's gonna fall off. It's gonna fall off. Um, that was our week. So. I'll lay down a foundation for where we're going to go with this. And then I'm going to let Garrett jump on his box because he's got a lot of things to, he's got a lot of things. So this week uh, on Tuesday, we had a, a back, a night of wrestling where two promotions of AEW and WWE went head to head and both products uh, laid out what they felt like was the best cards on in their hand on how we can make the product great and how we can get a bigger audience. WWE laid out Legends, 
laid out more different audiences for NXT that they've never seen. And AEW made it gold night where everything was pretty much on the line. I thoroughly title Tuesday. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. I had a good time watching it. Uh, I had both screens on. Uh, WWE laid out like they had John Cena. They had The Undertaker. They had a lot of decent things. They had LA Knight. The biggest name on NXT is Paul Heyman. Hit the silverback now with no more, no more just for men. Oh, yeah, no, he's old. He, he never, he never, he stopped doing the just for men on the sides. Uh, and then AEW had uh, some things that I didn't care for, uh, but also liked some of the stuff that they. No, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new international champion. Do you want to start? Because it's your boy. Uh. Not so freshly squeezed. Okay. I, Pineapple. I don't What's want, his face? I don't. Okay. <laughs> so I texted you and let's, said, let's, I'm, let's do yours first because mine's going to take a minute. Slightly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this week, it was technically supposed to be Ray Fenix versus Paper Skin Man. Paper Skin Man, a.k.a. John Moxley. For the uh, TN, no, it's for the international yeah. championship. And uh, Mr. Moxley still has a brain boo boo and he can't wrestle. So then they brought back in Orange Cassidy. He's a walking brain boo boo. He is a walking brain boo boo. Anyways, yeah, they brought back. So in. they brought back Orange Cassidy to do another title match, which in theory, in my brain, this is how it lays out. You are going to have a championship match against the former champion, John Moxley. So, in my opinion, the title shouldn't change hands to the guy who had it before the last guy because literally makes no sense. They have no direction for this fucking title and quite literally is the most frustrating thing to see that this title is just tossing it around like fucking herpes. It's just going everywhere, and it's the most annoying thing in the whole world. Ah! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't catch that, Mr. Query, we've done, we've been doing this for 22 episodes now. In 22 episodes, he has dropped the F-bomb three times now. Mm. In the last two weeks, mm. we went 20 weeks mm. with no fucks mm. from Justin. And this and this week, we got two. Here's the thing. There's Amazing. a reason why, though, is that I love, I love AEW. I do. And I love Tony Khan. But here's my thing. Stop beating the horse that died months ago that's not producing anything we've said this for so long if you don't have a vision don't change it for no reason lay out a foundation on how you need to lay out the titles there's no vision for this international title i was there at AEW in Kansas City a year ago, and they announced the tournament for the international title. 
And it was, oh my God, another title. It's going to be amazing. And then it's not been amazing. It's been one guy holding it. Now I get it. Title reigns are title reigns. I understand it. If it's good product, if it's good wrestling, if it's good, everything attached. But when you're literally giving the title back to the same guy with no shtick, with no anything attached to it, what's the point of having that champion around? I don't get it. You literally have this title that could be amazing. And you you literally give it back to the guy who had it for months. And Ray Phoenix has had it for how many weeks? Two. Three. Two. Three. Two. He won it and literally only won it because Moxley got a boo-boo on his head. He's defended it twice. Moxley lost it because of his brain injury that he had during the match with Phoenix. They gave him the title because Moxley couldn't finish. So in my world, in my brain, if you have a title that needed to be defended, it shouldn't have been relinquished to somebody else if that other guy had a title shot for it. Because they're going to give it back to Moxley. This is just a placeholder. That's all this is. It's a band-aid for Moxley to win it back in a week against Orange Cassidy. Why not let Ray Phoenix keep it one more week? One, just one more week. Because they're going to give it back to Moxley. That's what they're going to do. Because right now, in the brains of the people of AEW, Moxley's the one that has to have a title around his waist to make him relevant. I don't get it. I mean, they're saying it. I'm not. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's no <clears throat> point of this title if we're just going to toss it around. I said the same thing about the TNT championship. TNT has no meaning anymore. Can, can I just interject my opinion? By all means, please. Because I, I've been saying, because I, I, I too enjoy all elite wrestling. Um, there is a serious serious need for a creative team in that fucking company. Did we not talk about this a couple weeks ago that this is the thing that they need? It's yeah. lacking. Yeah. They need a creative team. They need people that can sit down in a room, in the locker room, write up stories for all these guys and write up stories for all these belts that they have. But so many, but instead, instead we're going to let the inmates run the asylum. And there's nothing, but there's nothing wrong with the inmates running the asylum. If they have a proper vision, right? Like we, we praised AEW for years that they were letting the people who are wrestling have the vision for it. Even Jericho said it a a couple years ago that what they do is they write out a storyline for three months. Some of them do. True. You're right. Some do. He He does a three-month storyline. Yeah. Well, he's the only one that looks that far ahead. A lot of these guys are going, okay, so I've got the 
October 11th Dynamite, I've mm -hmm. got it mapped out. Mm -hmm. October 18th, I've got it mapped out. Mm -hmm. October 25th, I've got it mapped out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing for the rest of and, the year. And that's my thing is that it, Jericho has, what, <clears throat> 30 years of doing this, and he understands it, but he's also had the the open-mindedness of having to write out all his stuff with all the promotions that he's ever done. Use that knowledge. Right. Throw it at these guys. <clears throat> these well, are young children learning this. And and he but and he's not the only one there that could be putting their best foot forward and helping these young guys or these guys that have been on the indies for their entire career that have no vision right. as far as their creative and what they want to do and who they want to do this with and what lean on Don Callis. Yeah. Lean on Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Lean on Jerry Lynn. Yeah. You've got Chris Jericho. You've got Taz. Mm -hmm. You've got Tony Schiavone. Mm -hmm. you've Excalibur, got whatever. But still, though, <clears throat> you still have even adding more. And obviously, he's just now there. Adam Copeland does know. He knows exactly what he's doing. Christian Cage, as much as I don't like him right now, he has the knowledge of doing it as well. well there are people there that yeah, have been doing it for so long. There are veterans in that locker room that have come from a place that had such structured creative. I mean, even guys like Adam Cole and Roderick Strong mm -hmm. and the guys that came over from NXT. That's the, from the Paul Levesque <clears throat> down there. And yes. I just, it, it, it baffles me the fact that we're still not getting cohesive storyline in a company that has been around and on TV for five years. Mm -hmm. Like what? I just, that I, that is what, that is my biggest struggle with AEW right now. You just, it, where, where every title sets, you know, I can tell you a couple years ago, they had it down. They knew where they were going, but they also didn't have this many titles. They only had the certain ones that are there, and they laid it all out and had title reigns. Like Kenny had his for forever. But they same were, thing with Jericho. <clears throat> same, but they were big titles. It well, wasn't all they these were, little tiny titles. And they were only they were running four pay per views a year. That's it. And they weren't doing these specialty shows on Wednesday nights. They weren't doing Title Tuesday and fucking whack it Wednesday and hey we're gonna do a Saturday night special we're gonna do Clash of the Champion they weren't doing all that no, shit no it was hey we have all in in uh, what September so you've got <clears throat> full gear in November double or nothing in May all in in August and yeah, so and there's one revolution. more and revolution in January so in August <clears throat> you have all in. Yep. You have the Monday after. Mm -hmm. You have three months mm -hmm. to build, to do character building and build from what just happened the night before. Mm -hmm. Build on that until full gear. Yeah. And you that gave it enough months. time to do you stuff. You have three months to build storyline. You have three months to do character development. You have three months to, hey, if you want to flip the tag titles, yeah. do it. Yeah. Because you still have enough time. Yeah, exactly. 
to write a goddamn story. Exactly. It, it's, it's really hard because I grew up watching WCW. Mm-hmm. That was very much story driven. Very much so. From from the jump, like well, like nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Until the day it died. Watching WWE from the jump of Monday Night Raw in nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. There were stories every night, every night, every night. They're just beating it to fucking death. Yep. And then. In 2002, this wonderful little startup comes out of Hendersonville, Tennessee, <laughs> called, called Total Nonstop Action. What, it, was, it was small? It was NWA TNA. And these guys, you know, they ran, they ran weekly pay-per-views. They because that was the only way they could get their product yeah, it was exposure. on TV. Yeah, a nice it big exposure. Ten bucks a week. Yeah. And you could watch Ron the Truth Killings and BG James, who was known as the Road Dog, Jesse James. And there was Kip James, who was Billy Gunn. Obviously, Jeff Jarrett was there. But there was story. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't see him on TV every week, there was still story clicking. And you, you know, you tune in the next week, and it's like, oh, I remember what happened last week. Our Truth beat. Scott Hall to become the number one contender for the NWA TNA World Heavyweight Title. Cool. Right. I remember that. I remember that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened story wise on Dynamite last week? Uh, I have to think, but there. I have the answer. There were there, I know there, okay. There was there there was technically one. I will say it. There was one. It was the Don Callis family. That's okay, the only okay, story. Two. That's no, the only story going. They had one of the MJF oh, and versus the MJ, MJ White. White. Okay, so there are I don't two te- stories. I technically don't count the whole uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. At the there house are thing. two stories happening yeah. in AEW right now, and they are the Don Callis family and the Bullet Club versus MJF. Bullet Club Gold versus MJF. Bang bang. Storylines. Who else has a story right now? I honestly like uh, that's why no. That's, that's why we started off with the whole international championship is that there's literally there's no storyline for that thing tnt there's no storyline for that thing uh i I couldn't even tell you like uh the women's championship they just uh, changed hands again again there's no storyline there there is like you have i think saray is hurt well then but even uh tony storm she's got her own little storyline but that doesn't do anything impeding for the women's title right now so there's another thing right there the trios titles uh nothing There's no storyline there because it's beating a dead horse. Every title in AEW right now, minus the main world heavyweight championship, as there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, I have to just take deep breaths in. Breathe in the anger. You're gonna you're gonna breathe in the anger. That's just gonna that's just gonna make you more angry. You gotta stop doing it. Oh, but the thing is. It's so frustrating coming from a person who this is the reason why we do the podcast is that we give the opinions of other people don't see it the way we see it. And we're at the point now of a breaking point because we're now seeing divisions of wrestling that are what's what set off Garrett 
in the text chain earlier today is saying that he had to get some things off of his chest because of where this, the dynamic of wrestling fans are right now. Mm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. where we're sitting at is it's, it's a little difficult. It is. It's really, really difficult, but I'm going to give him his time. So I'm going to stop for a second on my little soapbox. I'm going to break down some wrestling quick in the week just because I need to and go from there. Friday Night Smackdown, I did watch it. I watched uh, bits and pieces. I, honestly, I really want to watch tomorrow night, but I'm going to be on the road. Tomorrow night will be good. Yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow night. Yeah. Because... One, I will say this. There was a pay-per-view on this past week. Daddy Roman's going to be mad. But there was a pay-per-view on last week, too. Uh Like, there were some things that we actually have to talk about because some titles changed hands. Lowest rated pay-per-view of the year. In your opinion or just in general? Um, According to, like, four different news sources that I've seen. One of them I don't really carry too much stock in, but the other three I do. I so in watching the in in watching the pay per views the, the pay per view this weekend, um, I was thoroughly shocked that you we have new tag team champions. I I really was. Yeah, I'm pissed about that. I I I honestly didn't see it coming. I watched it with the kids. Um, I was I was not expecting Cody and Jay to win a title at all. Um. I was kind of surprised that Seth won. I was kind of surprised that Damien didn't cash in. Now, I know why. Because of storylines. He's got a boo-boo. He did get hit in the knee pretty dang hard if you did watch that. J.D. McDonough's a fuck. That match where J.D. McDonough actually hits um, Damien Priest in the knee his knee buckled pretty dang hard uh-huh. and it looked rather gross. And quite literally, um, that was very odd. Uh, but other than that, it, it was a, it was a pretty basic pay-per-view or sorry. It wasn't pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view. Excuse me. It's WWE. Pay-per-view. Excuse me. Pay-per-view. Excuse me. Pay-per- Excuse me. Listen, Vicky. <laughs> um, it was it, Linda Listen, Linda Listen. Linda Listen. Um, every week I get fearful that Seth's gonna get hurt. <laughs> worse, worse than he is. He's limping to matches now. <laughs> it's getting to a point where I'm really scared that he's gonna mess up his future. Uh, yeah. So that falls management. That does fall on management because they don't see a future in the product of who else can hold the title. Well, no, that's that's them. I, I that's think them that heavily. Not listening to the doctors that they have on staff, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, this guy really should shouldn't shouldn't be out there. He's broken. He needs to go home and take a nap." The, you know he won't though, because as soon as he goes home, he's got the. He's got the program. He's going to keep, and he does that every week still, too. Yeah, but he can go home and take a nap. Anyway. 
Yeah. Anyways, uh, there was no women's title. There was no. No, no, no. Yes, there was. That was the triple threat match with Charlotte, Oscar, and Io. Oh yeah, yeah. And I told you, Io was gonna win. And Jade Cargill was in the arena talking with uh, with a good old Paul Levesque this week. And I was thoroughly surprised that EO retained, but I wasn't like, I was happy Charlotte didn't win. But I was, I was talking about the actual women's title, not the play one that's on SmackDown. Oh, you're talking about Mommy. Yeah. Well, Mommy was there. She, there she, but there was no yeah, there was women's no one, heavyweight yeah. championship. She hasn't had a title match in a while anyway. There was no U.S. title match. No, because he was in a tag team match when Carlito came out. There was no Intercontinental title match. No, because they did that on Monday Night Raw. There was no Undisputed Universal Heavyweight title match. Because that guy is a pain in the ass sitting on his on his couch. Let's see. Tag team did that. It was... There's Women's tag team doesn't exist anymore. I just don't know where that thing went to. It's on Raw. Yeah, it's hiding. With your your favorite Chelsea Green, yeah, her. and uh, Big Piper Niven. <laughs> you know, I did see a I did see a big a uh, couple big guys do some wrestling this week too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sets you off on my toe. <laughs> oh, Michael Cole said it again. I am sorry. Every time he comes out, there comes, <laughs> and it <laughs> it's like when I hear it. It, it, is it, it like nails on a chalkboard? It feels like I'm just grinding my teeth. Is it like chewing on styrofoam? Chewing on aluminum foil. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's what it's like. Mm. That. that Wait, right is he there. big, though? Are we going to do this right now? I don't know. I'm just saying. I didn't know if he was big or not because they keep saying they mention it. So it's like, is he big? And I'm like, I don't know. He got to be big. It's like saying is like is, Mo, is like is Otis big? You know, I don't know. Like, was is Akeem the African Dream is, big? Is, is Nia Jax big? You know, I don't know. But was the Big Show big? No, hey, well, his name's Paul White. So, Big Show, Paul White. Yeah. Anyways, with that being said, what we're gonna do? Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break so need, we can breathe. Need to wet my whistle. Uh, because because I'm about to he's, go. He's he's, off. he's about to he's about to go off. So, uh, sit back, relax. We'll be right back. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I will say this. Um, so this was yesterday when, uh, Garrett messaged me. He quite literally said, I want to see if I can figure out the exact words on, on the topic of the podcast tonight, he wanted to have some time to lay out some things that he needed to get off his chest. Now, that could be an array of multiple different things. But I have a feeling, after having a conversation with him before we started recording tonight, what uh, we're going to listen to on this week's podcast. Now, mind you, this is coming from the heart of this guy who literally loves wrestling and wants to see the best for the future of wrestling and its fans on any account from any kind of future <clears throat> that it comes to being any product of wrestling of either WWE, AEW, you know, TNA, 
New Japan, what have you. Uh, this is pretty much a, I would say a, this is your service announcement. This is your, hey, let's just get all on the same page here because I have a feeling uh, I'm going to I'm gonna let go of the reins for a second and throw this over to you. Let us, let us see how this goes. Garrett? Let us. The floor is yours. So, first thing that I want to touch on, and personally, uh, to me, uh, this is this particular piece of business is, in my opinion, and probably the opinion of a lot of people that know even just like a little bit about professional wrestling is that Endeavor making Paul Levesque 100% in control of creative of world wrestling entertainment. I believe wholeheartedly that is what is best for business. A hundred percent. Now, we'll go back and forth. It's mainly your topic, but I agree with you because the reason why Endeavor came into this ordeal was not because of Vince McMahon. In, it, we, they saw the future of the product and realized, okay, there is something here. But they also had to see what the future looked like. They saw what the future could be with Paul Levesque. And I agree, the best for business down the road now he's got to get the right people around him like we talked about a couple weeks ago you got to find the right people to fill in those gaps that was vince mcmahon was the free the, the past regime i agree paul Levesque <clears throat> is the best for business for endeavor for the merger and honestly i i think that he's got the right people around him for i mean like the heads of you know various shows because you have sean with heading heading up nxt okay you've got pritchard running raw yep road dogs there back, back <clears throat> and, now. and road dog is i believe also on raw with pritchard mm -hmm. i don't know who's running smackdown right now but i'm i would be fairly willing to bet a sizable amount of money that paul Heyman has his hands in every piece of creative going on on SmackDown right now. That's just me. Yeah, no, I agree. He's he's there. There's reasons why he's still there. <clears throat> and I'm just going to throw this out there. Anybody that disagrees with that mm -hmm. either has their head in the sand. Possible. Hasn't been watching or paying attention to the good that happened when Vince was gone. And that was when we we saw an immediate change of de, um, of demeanor, of quality of product, of, of literally everything. There was, dare I say it, a paradigm shift. So stupid. <laughs> in the WWE creative system right. at that point. But no, like I said, if you don't agree with that, that's fine. That's your opinion. You can have that's, your own that's opinion. The whole thing about this. You can have your opinion. You can have your own opinion, and I'm gonna tell you that your opinion is, is wrong. wrong. Yeah, that's who you are. You. you that's know. my in in my opinion. Your opinion 
is wrong. <laughs> now, <laughs> on to oh, dear Lord. bread and butter. This past Tuesday, we had what should have been a glorious night in the multiverse that is professional wrestling. Great. Yeah, we had NXT. We had, we had an AEW Dynamite. We had a stacked NXT card. Massive one. With, with people from the main roster and also on the NXT roster. And we also had a normal Dynamite. Because that's literally all it was, was just a normal Dynamite. Yeah, they much. moved it to Tuesday. We're going to go. Oh, we're going to have 74 title matches and we're going to call it Title Tuesday. Tony Khan, shut up. Yeah, that's weird. Stop it. Also have the writers of everything for all the cats. Yeah. Um, Drake Maverick's a writer for Raw. Yes, he is actually. Wow, and he, he's not bad at it either. No, he's 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 pretty good. Um, I'm I'm reading through all the writers of who wrote what match of just of who's oh, on all the gotcha, writing teams. Gotcha. Uh, I believe Gregory Holmes is there. Uh, Christopher Park, I believe, is there. So, I don't know who Ryan Ward is. He's the writer for SmackDown. Jonathan Beckstrom is the lead writer for Raw. Uh, Ed Kosky is the lead writer for SmackDown. Okay. Ed Kosky. Uh, He's been there a minute, too. He has been there a minute. Jim Smallman is a writer. Never heard of her. Yeah. I, there, there are some. Rob Fee is the director of Long Term Creative. And Ryan <clears throat> Ward is the writer for SmackDown. So... Anyways, back to... So, Tuesday was fantastic. And as a wrestling fan, I see these things. And it's like, man. I, I watched the Dynamite. Dynamite was... Like I said, it was it was a normal Dynamite. Right. It, honestly, it was. I didn't get a chance to watch back NXT. I watched... I caught the highlights... From what I saw in the highlights, it looked like it was a pretty damn good show, too. I will not lie. Not not being the guy that says, like a couple of weeks ago, I said I need to start watching more of NXT. This week in NXT, obviously with the stack card, it did help. It was really good product. It was names I have seen, I have heard, but I had not really paid attention to. Um, I got to hear Paul Heyman do his Brock Lesnar but he's Braun like, Braun Breaker. And I'm like, I could get used to hearing that. Uh-huh. I could get used but to see, hearing that. That's, but that's the thing, though, about Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker doesn't need a mouthpiece. No, he doesn't. He knows how to speak. He looks like his uncle, and he sounds like his dad. Dear God. And the, whoever does his tanning stuff, it, let's, let's tone it down a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's you, looking a you little... can't be a champion without a good tan. You ask Eric Bischoff. <laughs> God. That's why they didn't put the belt on Sting Talk to in 97. Talk to Paul Levesque. My God, that man was the vision of Bronze. Um, so, so yeah, it was supposed to be a really good night of wrestling <clears throat> for fans. And it was. Go. And, you know, they... That was a win for the fans. 100%. Because it didn't matter if you're flipping back and forth or, you know, you're on YouTube TV and you're watching NXT mm -hmm. and you're recording Dynamite and then you go back and you watch Dynamite and like, man, this was really good. Oh, man, I was watching NXT when this was happening. And like that, 
that is what Tuesday night, that is the emotion that Tuesday night should have invoked in every wrestling fan on the planet. However, this past Tuesday was overshadowed. Let's just say. Why you say that? By the urchins that still live in mommy and daddy's basement on their computer and are 400 pound acne acne <laughs> covered human uh, trash. All I see literally is that episode of South Park. Of the world where they War, play World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft and all yeah, I see is it's, a guy it's with those. Cheeto dust and Doritos on it, him, and he's brushing it off with this carpal tunnel. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, that's living in his mom's basement. So not looking like us. No. We're real human beings, right? Okay, God. We go outside and see grass. There is grass outside. So it's people like this. It's people like Brian Alvarez. <laughs> it's people like Dave Meltzer. You said his name. It's oh my god! People that live on the computer. Oh, and does this stem to the picture I sent you? They, of, it does, doesn't it? They don't get what it's like to be an average wrestling fan, or more than average wrestling fan. They are constantly, oh, NXT did X number on the second 15 minutes of the first hour. They did a 1.2 rating. You know who doesn't give a shit <laughs> about the 1.2 rating that they did in the second 15 minutes of the hour? Can I answer the question? Well, you're answer is probably going to be incredibly simplistic versus I'm going to break it down. Yeah. Ooh. Break it down. Yeah. Your answer. Nobody! Right? To be fair, right? I agree. We did have a lengthy discussion My, about it. The, the correct... I mean, obviously, yes. Nobody gives a shit yeah. about the ratings. I could give two fucks what the rating is because I have nothing invested. I don't own yeah, you're not in anything. Yeah, I'm not, not making a fucking dime. Yeah, it's not your stocks getting into I don't work like for USA. I don't work for Turner. Right. I don't I don't make shit off it. I don't care what the ratings are. You know who else shouldn't care what the ratings are? Brian Alvarez. <laughs> Because Brian Alvarez isn't invested in those companies. No. Neither is the walking fucking herpy that is Dave Meltzer. So. You know who does give a shit about those ratings though? Hmm. Turner and USA. Dave Meltzer cares so he can fill out his word count for his little newsletter that he sends out once a week or once a month or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Same thing with Brian Alvarez. These two idiots work for the Pro Wrestling Observer. 
when was the last time you read anything from Pro Wrestling Observer? Here's my thing. So I refuse to. I know you do. There's reasons why, though. You you do have a really big opinion on. I have a moral standing. It is far from moral. That is like a brick wall. It's like looking at the Hoover Dam on how you truly feel on how anybody could penetrate but, that wall. But on the flip side of that, I will read the Pro Wrestling Torch. Yeah, yeah. I will get on Bleacher Report. Yeah. And read those guys. I'll get on Sports Skeeta every once in a while I'm just a, so I can laugh. I love Sports Skeeta. It brings me joy. But these guys who consider themselves experts in the business and historians and all of this stuff, like I read something and I'm almost positive that it was from Brian Alvarez. I read the whole article because it was something that I cared about. And I'm reading this and I'm picking out falsehood after falsehood and it's like okay well that didn't happen that person wasn't even there how the fuck would you know that unless you were in the room this and like and that's but anyways i'm getting off track of my well original I, to my so, so, so my what you're, but what you're saying <clears throat> though it comes down to investigative journalism in my opinion but the thing is i agree though is that most people's opinions and i'm not even saying ours are even correct it's an opinion. That's how it works. But when you're a journalist in the field, you need to, one, check all your sources, make all that shit real, and making sure that if you're saying something, you're credible. All the credibility that goes with it. I have an idea. What if they left their fucking apartment? You can't do that. And went to the show? No, nah, it's COVID. You, it's a COVID mindset. Here, here's, here's where I'm going with this. The tribalism that has been magnified in the last two, three, two or three-ish years um, between AEW fans and WWE fans, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't give a shit what the acronym is. I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's TNA. I don't care if it's ROH, AAA, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care if it's Pro Wrestling Noah. I don't care if it's Stampede in Canada. I don't care if it's Florida Championship. I don't care if it's Ohio Valley. Yeah. Because guess what? I fucking love wrestling yeah. because it is wrestling. It's just a part of your blood. It's what you care about. And the fact that, oh, WWE is so much better because this, this, and this. Nope, nope, nope. AEW is better because this, this, and this. Okay, I, I understand. I see where you're coming from. Right. But have you ever watched the other show? Yeah, see. Do you do you watch the weekly weekly episodics of WWE, of AEW? Because if you're not, Shut your fucking mouth. Well, that's what we that, that's the reason why we do this podcast for the sake of the pureness of wrestling. That's why we're not we're not putting a bias on how we truly feel with it and that's why we do what we do. I will be the first person to say 
I do not watch Collision. No, yeah, I, I get that. I don't. I don't even record it. I do because I because I I didn't want to watch the Phil Brooks show. Well, we even that talked about it the first week of it being on. Is that this show was created for Phil only for Phil by the laws of Phil, <clears throat> and then when Phil left, I've been seeing videos and videos and videos of how empty these collision arenas are because they're not they don't even have four thousand people yeah it's bad it's like a really bad house show in an eight to ten thousand seat arena they can't fill the ringside area now to be fair like last night's aew it was completely full because i saw all the seats they had a panoramic shot of everything uh brett was there oh brett was there yeah he drove, he drove down to Independence and was there. Uh, well, that's the show I normally go to. That's right. the one I've always liked going to. And to say, you know, to say that this tribalism thing is a new, is a new idea. Yeah. It's not. No, that's not. Because in the 90s, it was WWE and WCW. And then in the early 2000s, I don't care what they say. Oh, they couldn't compete, but it was TNA. WWE and TNA. TNA so, TNA was second. They were a distant second. But, it but they gave, were there. They're, but it, but it they you, were an alternative. Exactly. It gave you the alternative and, expo, expectations of wrestling. And that is what everyone wants. I don't want to just... I don't want to just drink... Coors Light beer for the rest of my life. Well, that's why there's different options in the world. That's why I have soul in my fridge at home. Mm-hmm. That's why when we go, it's going to sound really, really bad, but when we go to the Mexican restaurant, yeah. typically I order a Corona. It's, just, it's a different feel for where you're at. But it, I, and this, the wrestling business isn't, the the cent the like the center of the tribalism argument it is for the sake of this show mm-hmm. because that's what we do here yeah. on gq or wrestling podcast we talk about wrestling most of the time um 85 percent of the time but it it's gotten to the point where there are these people right out there right who are saying, oh, this is better. No, this is better. Listen, that's your opinion. Yeah. Your one tiny infinitesimal speck of an opinion in the great grand scheme that is the wrestling business. And guess what? Nobody gives a shit. It's not WWE is better. AEW is better. ROH is better. TNA is better. None of it's better than anything else. Yes. The production value mm-hmm. and quality and the story mm-hmm. in wwe my opinion is better yeah well, because but that is yeah 
That is one facet Good word. of five hours of pro wrestling during the week. Yeah. One facet. Yep. Oh, the, the action and the action on AEW is better. I would agree with that. Yeah. Because if I'm going to watch wrestling just to watch wrestling, I'm going to watch AEW. Yeah. But I personally like a little bit of storytelling with my wrestling. Of course. Now, these couple, three things create one big picture that is the world of professional wrestling. And if all the companies could get all of this shit right, the entire wrestling world would be a much, much better place. So, and to be 100% honest with you, Impact mm-hmm. is about $500 million shy of being the complete wrestling company. Yeah. They have good action. They've got great storytelling, but their production. It's bad. It's not. It's, I will even say it's bad. It's, it's, it's not it's, great. It's, it leaves a lot to be desired it's on like, the eyeballs. It's like somebody holding a camera from 1993. But it, it just, it comes down to because... It, there, there's no flavor. Mm-mm. There's no, there's no panache. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no patina. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no je ne sais There's, there's no extra Parmesan cheese on the top yes, of your pasta yes, at Olive Garden. Yes, please. There's, there's no, it, it there's. If everything and everybody were perfect, no one would be beautiful. No. And that goes a lot for the wrestling business because if everything was perfect and everything worked the way that it should and everything looked fantastic, it wouldn't be the business that we have grown to love over the years because in my opinion right now wrestling is perfect because it is imperfect well we've said before the best thing for the business is to be unique the best thing about the business is to literally be something that stands out better than your product better than another product that's why you, as a consumer of the product, want to be able to be drawn in and going, I love every version of wrestling. Am I going to watch GCW on a weekly basis? I would love to be able to watch GCW on a weekly basis. But that's you. That is your niche because you love ECW. You, I... love, you love Extreme Championship Wrestling. And GCW gives those ECW vibes. If... That's a big, big if. If it's good. I could watch professional wrestling every hour 
every day of the week that I am not asleep mm -hmm. and make a living. Yeah. And yeah, I would shoot. Like that was the time <clears throat> when, uh, when we were roommates still, I stayed up and watched wrestle kingdom at two in the morning. Yeah. Till five in the morning. Yeah. Because I love I professional go, wrestling. I had to go to work. Technically I did too. But yeah. still, I stayed up and watched it because it was something that intrigued me that was different. That's the beautiful thing about this thing that we love so very much is yeah. that we don't <clears throat> want to be the same. Everybody has different product for a reason. So there is an incredibly, incredibly intelligent man that was in the business and no longer is. Okay. No, he, he, he lives in Cody, Wyoming. He is the co-host of 83 Weeks, <laughs> the former president of World Championship Wrestling, former Raw general manager, mm -hmm. who, by the way, he made the show better, my opinion. Actually, no. Everyone who watched Monday Night Raw in that era would agree that Eric Bischoff made that show better. Anyway, the brand split was the best part of it. <clears throat> it was. That, that was the best part of that. And then watching the draft and the brand split did amazing things for the wrestling it, business. Well, it opened the eyes to the world that it wasn't just one show. Right. It needed to be two different shows with two different sets of talent right. because of the adaptation of WCW and adding all that talent roster in there. But what we're going right. to do, and because anyone... we, have, we have to take a break. We're going to run out of time. Pause that thought. It, this is going to be like a 15 second. Get thought. it going. And anyone who thought different about the particular brand split doesn't know what they're talking about. And I, I'll go, I, I'll go, I am, honestly, I am on record saying that right now. If you are listening to this podcast and you think that the brand split was bad for business, you're an idiot. <laughs> and with that, we are going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be back after these words from our sponsors. We have a sponsor. Hopefully soon. And go. And now that we're... Back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, with what what I was I was leading into. Go ahead. Was um, Eric Bischoff says this a lot actually about AEW? Is he smart? I think so. I think he ran a wrestling company actually. Now some might throw you down there, going that he ran it into. Oh, the he ground. ran it into the ground. No, he didn't. I'm just saying. Some oh people, my god. Some people might. Well, that say, person is an idiot too. Some people might say that he ran it into the ground and got it bought out by Vincent. Guess what? That guy's an idiot too. Vincent? No. Oh. Got Whoever it. the hell you're talking about. Got it. Keep going. Um, because he wasn't there. Well, neither was I. He left in April. Of 1999. And how long did it last? Uh, it lasted until like May of 01. So a year. And um, guess who was in charge at that point? It wasn't his name. Bro. Russo. Bro. <laughs> bro. Wasn't his name Russo? Bro. I'm responsible for the Attitude Era, bro. Russo? Vincent Russo? Fuck that guy. 
who else says that? Oh, that's right. There's a guy that really loves him too. Bro. God, I hate him so much. Anyway, um, Eric Bischoff says that clearly if you can't be better than, mm-hmm. if, so it's either you're better than, you're less than, or you're different than. Okay. So what he is trying to convey to Mr. Khan is you're never going to be better than. Never. No. And you don't want to be less than. No. You want to be different than. Yeah. And that is what AEW has given us from the jump. We are different. So then here's my question. We went off on this last week. Why try to be like your competition? Why try to change who you are and do 12 pay-per-views? Why change everything about what you're doing to become the people you didn't want to become? You know, we talked about this some weeks back. Mm -hmm. Many moons ago. He signed that contract with with Warner Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm -hmm. And they're controlling the TV. And they're controlling the pay-per-views. Because they... Tony Khan can give a shit about money. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, if we make a little bit of money, great. We're going to line my pockets just a little bit more. They're going to bury me in a motherfucking Cadillac casket. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) Warner Brothers Discovery wants the TV and the pay-per-view to be profitable... Because that is where they make their money back on their investment into all elite wrestling. You're not wrong. I I, I understand that completely. Because it is a company. In the long term of this thing, it is a company. And everybody said years ago about WCW, oh, well, this this can't, this can't, uh, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna be a good wrestling company and blah blah. Well, get, yeah. You know what? Yeah. WCW wasn't a wrestling company. They were a TV show. Very much so. That was owned by Turner Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Turner Broadcasting made its bread and butter. On, uh, what, what's that network? Oh, TBS. The Turner Broadcasting Syndicate. Don't worry. You also have, you know, TNT. Also, there's TNT. Also, there's CNN. Mm-hmm. They are a TV company. Yup. And this the same thing with Warner Brothers Discovery. Discovery has, uh, oh, God, what's the name of that channel? Oh, the Discovery Channel. Oh, that's what that means. And then Warner Brothers has the CW and uh, uh, doesn't Warner Brothers own HBO? Yeah, slightly. Um, I just, mean, just slightly. So the, I guess you could say partner slash parent slash chaperone mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. of All Elite Wrestling 
is a TV company. And they are and have been since the jump a publicly traded company. They weren't private. No. Ever. WWE was at one point, and then they uh, became a private. Then they became. A they were a pro- WWF yep. at the time was a private company until 1999. Correct. And then they became a publicly held company, and look what happened after that. <laughs> they made a lot of money <laughs> because the money is in the television yeah now got off on a little tangent there about the nah about the television rights nah. and where all of the money is primarily made in the wrestling business right um i just long story short if you want to be a part of the narrative that is holding court with tribalism, by all means, do it. Be, be, I am AEW, WWE sucks, I won't watch anything else other than AEW, I watch Dynamite, I watch Dark, I watch Rampage, I watch Collision, I fucking sit in my mom's basement with a bottle of lotion and some tissues listening to every word Tony Khan says. Great. You want to do that? Fine, Dave. Um, But on the flip side of that, if you want to say the same things about WWE, I'm only going to watch WWE. I love Vince McMahon, and he made wrestling what it is today, and if it wasn't for him, there would be no mainstream wrestling, and then that's fine. Do that. Mm -hmm. Be that person. Mm Mm-hmm. Stay off of the internet. <laughs> That's the one thing I've said. Delete, delete your your X account. Delete your Instagram. Delete your Facebook. Then delete yourself. See, I've been saying, I've said that for years. I'll die on that hill. I'm not a big social media person. I have it. It's out there. I get it. That's fine. My thing is, is that. I am, I have said this for years, not just for the sake of personal, but even professional or anywhere in this world. The downfall of society was social media. The downfall of anything was being able to hear the opinions of other people and believing everybody's hype and stink on life. Well, without, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine hearing other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Face to face. Thank you. Because face to face, most people are not going to share their opinions with me. That's really funny is that I just do that with you and it's just a lot of fun. But we also have healthy conversations. But, but we're also friends and not complete strangers. Well, talk, and to, talk, talk to me about the first time we ever met. Come on now. Let's dude, I was, I was balls deep in a car. Okay. 
Hey, you want you want to take a time you, travel back in time? Me, you hit me in the at the wrong time, and I was not having a good day. You want you want? I wanna... stubbed my toe that morning. <laughs> Just leave it at that. You know, it's funny is that we go back to the very first time we ever met, and I ended up trying to talk to this man and try to give him an opinion. And you know what? <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work until we found a common denominator. Until I, was, until I was watching wrestling at work went, on, ah! a, on a Tuesday morning. I was watching the, uh, Raw. The, the Hulu recap of Monday Night Raw, and he's like, you watch wrestling? <sighs> you watch wrestling? But that right there, though, <clears throat> shows further proving that you can build a, a relationship, a friendship, a co-partnership down the road by having different opinions. We here, both of us, on GQ Wrestling Podcast, don't agree on a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like Orange Cassidy. Son and of a bitch. Justin, you don't even have this guy. Why? You don't even have to. You didn't even have to say it. This is ridiculous. No. We Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's like it's, I just do that to get a rise out of him. I know he doesn't like Orange it, Cassidy it's, anymore. It's like it's like it's like somebody saying that Kenny's not the bell collector anymore and somebody else wants to be that guy. I'm sorry, what did you do? Not exactly. Because there's other people <clears throat> that believe that he wasn't the greatest wrestling, you know, talent that is relevant to this day. People think people think in this world that John Cena is the best wrestling talent of all time. And those people were born after the year 2000. And some people think Hulk Hogan is still the best wrestling god of all time. And those people were born before I was. It's just, it's oh, all based on opinion, but, but like we were just talking about, it comes down to, if you want to have a healthy discussion, by all means, face to face is where it's at. Don't hide behind the screen. Don't be that person. I don't care. Give me, give me your opinion and I don't give, just let it be out there and have a healthy conversation about it. Well, and here's, and here's another thing too, 99% of the aggression the ruthless aggression wait did you stop the guy too on the internet only happens on the internet because the person that they are aggressing isn't there to punch them in the mouth fair enough because not gonna lie step to me and talk shit because i'm gonna punch you in the mouth you've never punched me in the face yeah it's because i Kind of like you, I guess. Oh, that's lovely. To be fair, though, we have gone toe to toe. We've had some pretty heavy conversations. We've we have had some. We've had some minor uh, minor some, discretions. Some, some aggressive some aggressive conversations well, in the past, and, but and, it and never but it never escalated past that. And no, that's, because because we know how to have a healthy conversation on how to get this thing taken care of. Because I'm an adult, you are, and you are not. Hey, <laughs> fair, but still though. If if this world that we live in, if this world that we live in, if we can, ha- if eliminating the social aspects of life and having healthy conversations on how wrestling has changed our lives in great ways, I have back pain because of professional wrestling. I just have brain. <clears throat> I have brain pain. I, I just it it basically. The the bullshit that is happening on the interwebs between people 
Oh, I love blah. I love lamp. No, I love rug. But we should fight. That's fucking stupid. I love lamp. That's fine. Okay. You can love lamp. Can do you really love the lamp? Not like that. Oh, fair. Okay. Um, but I agree, though. No, there there needs to be a it, cohesiveness between everything because we all are in here for a common cause. And it, at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans. And and like like I spouted off earlier, it doesn't matter if it's WWE, it doesn't matter if it's AEW, New Japan, AAA, AAA, GCW, all the way all the way down to pro wrestling revolver that does shows here once a month yeah or or even just the joe schmo poshmash gym that's on facebook or an indie show that operates out of a a really bad garage fucking vfw in flagstaff arizona who cares we are all we have we we are all part of a community that came together because of all of ours all of our mutual love for this violent <laughs> soap opera mm-hmm. beautiful violent choreographed ballet that we call professional wrestling or sports entertainment if you if you want to go from that vernacular sure but at the end of the day guess what it's it's all professional wrestling yeah you know you can call yourself a sports entertainer or you can call yourself a professional wrestler you can call yourself a superstar a megastar an athlete a fucking gymnast a ballet artist whatever you want to call yourself in this business it's all the same thing and the fact that there are people out there who one put their opinion out online and say hey you know i really loved when ray fenix dropped john moxley on his head i loved it or you know my personal opinion i think that charlotte flair has the best moonsault in the business or uh I I wanna I wanna watch another rap battle between Jay Uso and Xavier Woods. Or I wanna I wanna watch The Undertaker chokeslam Mick Foley through a chain link fence <laughs> so that Mick loses a tooth and it comes out his nose and he doesn't remember what the fuck happened. <laughs> it's one of my favorite interviews of all time. Like it doesn't matter what you like and you know people say those things online and then there are people that jump in the comments jump in jump in jump in jump in tearing down mm-hmm. this person for their opinion for their opinion 
and then other people get in and they attack this person for attacking this person. We all need to stop attacking each other. We're all on the same team, just with a different opinion. Right. We are, we're all, we all love the same thing. You know what? If you, if you don't want to go to an AEW show that is in your area, then don't go. Suck it up and fucking go anyway. Yeah. It's up to you. Do your thing. It's professional wrestling. This business thrives on people. Mm-hmm. And if we, the people, we, the people, uh, can't <laughs> start getting along just a little bit and go to an AEW show even if you haven't watched in a year and a half. But hey, they're going to be at your local arena and tickets are 30 bucks or if that. They're cheap. Go. Yeah. Nobody says you have to buy a t-shirt. Nobody says you have to buy a program. Nobody says you have to buy merch. Although, that is another fantastic way to support these athletes in living their dream yeah like you know go go buy a warm beer and a cold hot dog sit the fuck down and watch the thing that you enjoy watching stop being a negative Nancy. I I literally had that in my brain. I was going to say the same thing. And, the, you know, the same thing goes for like, you know, if, <clears throat> if none of the tours are in your area, but you're like, you know what? I, I'd really like to, you know, next weekend, I'd really like to go to a wrestling show. Find one that's within driving distance. Hence, that's, an hour. Hence, that's why I drive to Kansas City. Three hours away. I I would love to go to the one in Minneapolis whenever they come back. I think we should probably start going to the Wrestling Revolver shows. I would love to if they didn't land on weekends that we can't ever go. Right. But, like, (laughs) if you love this business as much as you say you do for, you know, the people out there that are listening to this that we don't personally know... If you love this business as much as you say you do, and as much as you spout off about it when you're sitting behind your keyboard or tapping away on your phone, go. Go to an AEW show. Go to a GCW show. Go to fucking... Go to go to midget wrestling. I don't even care. I dude, I want to go to micro <laughs> wrestling so bad. It's gonna be at Miss Kitty's. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> oh. In like the middle of November. Oh my. It's micro championship wrestling. I love it so much. There's so many good things about that. But anyways, it's it's the product. It's where it's at. Now, now I will say this. I'll come from my side. People will say what you're doing right now is what you're exactly you're saying about people not, you know, get voicing their opinion and not doing it face to face. Here's the thing. You see us in person. 
Come up and talk to me about We're it. We're going to talk about it to your face. Yeah. That's the whole point. What we do here is to intrigue conversations to be yeah. able to enhance the product. That's that's literally what we started. That's why we started this podcast is because we wanted to start having a conversation with other people other than just ourselves and like people yeah. in a wrestle chat. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, if you, if you know us and you walk up to us, it doesn't matter if we're at Walmart or we're at work. Target at Sam's club. If I'm at work, mm -hmm. if I'm, I mean, don't do it while I'm taking a shit. Cause I got focus <laughs> power through, but if you know me mm -hmm. and you know my face, mm -hmm. I, approach me and be like, hey, man, I heard this. I, I've been listening to your podcast. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, you talked about this. I didn't necessarily agree with that. And here's why. I'm going to hear you out. Yeah, that's how it works. I'm I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want to hear it because you have a different opinion. Yeah. I want your different opinion. You're not you're not going to go, hey, by the way, that's great. You're wrong. Right. But I want to hear what you say. But you're wrong. No, we, we're not going to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tear you down because you have a different opinion than what I have put out into the world on this right. podcast. Right. This is just, this is just enhances our voice to a wider variety of people. This That's is... why we want to talk to you people and go, Hey, let's intrigue this. Let's start this out. Let's go right. from and, here. And that's why at the end of every episode, we tell people, Hey, hop on Instagram, hop on Twitter, shoot us a message. I might not get back to you really quickly right away. But eventually, but I'm going to respond. Like, it, just don't, like, be weird and add me on Facebook and then try to message me on Facebook because... <laughs> I, I had that the other day. I'm not, really weird. I'm not going to do that. But we have, we have the socials for this podcast for a reason. But I don't want to just limit that interaction to just an online interaction. I would much, much, much rather talk to somebody face to face. Yeah, about one hundred percent what we talk about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I want to. I will have a nine-hour conversation with a complete stranger about professional wrestling. Shoot, any and every day of the week. We've had that. I, we, yeah, that's the whole. That's the whole thing that we said about this is like we want to get this out in the world to be able to talk about this, and then eventually down the road, like this is not. Something not Joe Schmo hodgepodge put together nonsense down the road. We want to go to shows. We want to have these discussions with fans that listen to the podcast at different shows anywhere around the country, around the world. That would be amazing. That's like a, a goal of all goals to be able to some day, some time down the road to be able to go do this professionally and talk about this in real life and be able to see these things and see you people and talk about it in person. And, and going along with that is, being able to go to these places and talk to some of the people that mm -hmm. we are talking about mm -hmm. on this podcast to get that formulated opinion right. from the horse's mouth per se. Mm -hmm. I would, I would kill. <laughs> 
to sit down for a couple of hours <laughs> and pick various people's brains yeah. about why they love this business and why they love this business and why they did this and why they did that. I have said since the day that we started talking about doing this podcast and years we, ago, and we sat down and we're like, you know, if you could, if you could personally do a table for three, Oh God, the table for three is going to be awesome. With any two figures from wrestling history in history, mm-hmm. Who would it be? Hmm. I already put, I was like, I knew yours. And I, I didn't, I didn't even hesitate. I said, Eric Bischoff. And I said, Paul Heyman. Because. I, I personally, I hold Eric Bischoff. Like him and him and Heyman. When it comes to creative minds, and creative, creative minds like and knowledge and things that they have done in this business, I hold them at a much higher level than I do, say, Bill Watts, yeah, Jim Crockett, yeah, anybody from the NWA era. Honestly, about the only other person that I would want. Uh, there's two. Uh, Von Eric, mm-hmm. which by the way, movie, super yeah, pumped, coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And the other person that I would like to sit down with, and this one might shock you, possibly, is Vern Gagne. What from the AWA? Yeah, like wow. I honestly never would have thought that Vern Gagne. Wow, I'm kind of surprised. And hmm. that's and but that's, that's a good thing though. It's and that's, and it's that's just and that's just promoters. Yeah. Well, though I, yeah. I would, I would love to have been able to sit down and had a conversation with Bobby the Brain Heenan mm. pre pre medical issues God that he yeah. had God at the end. Yeah. Um, I would, I would honestly, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I love Jesse or guys. Even even now, I would love to sit down and talk with Tony Schiavone. Man, that man, he's got yeah. And as much shit as I talk about this guy, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with Jim Ross. Even with his crazy brain right now, he the man's seen the business. Sasha Fresh, Sasha Fresh. He's seen the business. And actually, honestly, oh, okay. Oh God. Above. Everyone else, Michael Cole. I mean, we're, Michael we're, Cole, we're right? going, we're going above Bischoff and Heyman. Yeah, Michael, now. Michael Cole, of course. Totally. No, <laughs> only if I could throw him in front of a bus. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, he's yeah, he's up on your list. Bruce Pritchard has been in this. He started out at fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. He was a ring announcer and a referee for Houston wrestling. We're going to continue this little chat right after this. So we'll finish off our little points and then be done with the podcast for the evening. So go ahead. Um, I just, 
basically what what this whole whole night was about uh, obviously yes we probably should have talked a little bit more about what happened this past week in wrestling which there was a lot of stuff that did happen but this this podcast this episode of this podcast needed to happen um long story short um knock it off with the tribalism shit fair it's getting real old fair. real quick yeah um if you don't know what you're talking about do a little bit of research then talk about it or again shut your mouth um it basically it just it comes down to love the sport love all of it or don't love any of it and that's basically what it comes down it's just like any other sport baseball hockey football it i i do not love the houston texans guess what if that's the only thing on on a thursday night guess what we're watching a houston texans game in the background while we're recording this podcast well, it comes down to it, what we've always said. If you're not knowledgeable on what you're wanting to speak about, learn up, get your facts straight, and then have a have a discussion. That's what life should be always about, regardless of if it's about professional wrestling, regardless of if it's something else. If you want to have a, 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 politi- a political talk, by all means, I'll, le- I'll learn up real quick, and we'll be able to have a discussion. If you want to have a chat about astrophysics, give me a month, and I'll get it figured out. Yeah. And, and then just- we can talk. Exactly. It just comes down to the politeness of people and how we can all live and operate in the world that we live in today. You're all victims of the human condition. That's who we are. That's how it is. But that being said, thank you all oh so very much. Honestly, like he said earlier, we needed to have an episode where let's just all get on the same wagon again. And not realize that we're all hating certain things and just be a part of the pro wrestling community. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. We are a community and we all need to be on the same page. Even if we don't like certain aspects of different promotions, let's all have healthy discussions and not tear each other down about it. So with that being said, follow us on Instagram, GQ underscore wrestling podcast. Again, GQ underscore a wrestling podcast. You can follow us on X, AKA the Twitter people. If I don't have messages after this week's podcast, (laughs) I'm going to really question if this podcast is really getting out there. Right. Um, you can follow us on X at GQ, a wrestling podcast. That's all one word. Uh, again, it's at GQ, a wrestling podcast. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for 22 weeks now mm-hmm. to hear from a listener that I don't know. Yeah, fair. If somebody from New Jersey messages me and is like, hey, you know, I caught your podcast. I've been listening for however long. And, you know, you said, hey, shoot me a message. Let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Please, people. I don't, you know, I don't care if you're listening to this podcast in Nuremberg, Germany. (laughs) 
or Dublin, Ireland, mm -hmm. or Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I don't care. Obviously, you might have to translate it to my native language so I understand what you're talking about. We can translate back and forth and have a constructive conversation. Right. But please, let's start a productive conversation. Right. And the same thing with the Instagram. Right. Shoot Justin a message on Instagram. Not on his personal Instagram. I don't the, ever even look at it. The GQ Wrestling Podcast page. I don't look at my own personal one. But let's, let's all start having positive, productive conversations about this thing that we love that is professional wrestling. Exactly. And, you know... If we have a difference of opinion, then okay, that's cool. We can agree to disagree, mm -hmm. but we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt each other. Not gonna hurt each other's feelings. We're not gonna tear each other down. I just that that's the thing that really pissed me off. I really grinded his gears this week. The last few, honestly, this been it's been building <laughs> for like for a while, four weeks now. Yeah, but it. Just love each other. Yeah. So with that being said, we thank you for listening. Like we say every week, no one asked us to do this podcast. We we thought this would be the best thing for the world to hear two Midwestern <clears throat> Iowan men talk about professional wrestling. I think it's been fun. I've had a blast doing it. Yeah. So... Like we said before, we love doing this. We thoroughly enjoy you guys listening to the podcast. Please share. That's the best way of getting this out there, the best way possible. Share with friends and family that you know that would love to be able to listen to people that talk about, you know, professional wrestling. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start being better about sharing the links and stuff. Me on too. Twitter. So, uh, with that being said, we bid you adieu. We thank you. Good night and. Bang!